0: السلام بسم ال Allahumma akhredni min dulemat al-wakhd wa akhredni min ur al Allahumma ftah alayna arwaad rahmatik manshur alayna arwaad rahmatik rahmatik ayna arwaad Last week we started discussion about wafa loyalty but we said that when we refer to Quran and Hadith, we have different types of wafa. So maybe it's difficult to use loyalty for all of them. But in a sense you can use the loyalty. Sometimes we have al Bil Ahd. When you make a kind of treaty or covenant or a contract with someone or with a group, with an organization, you need to be committed to that commitment that you have made. For example, it can be A simple contract for selling and buying can be for doing some work, can be employment, can be citizenship, can be different types of contract. When you make a contract, when you enter into a treaty, you have to keep your word and be loyal. You know, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam much before advent of Islam, when he was a young person, accepted to be part of a treaty, helpful al which involved few youths of Mecca, who had seen mistreatment of a stranger. A stranger who had come to Mecca and had entrusted some of his valuables with some people, but unfortunately, they didn't show respect. They didn't show trustworthiness. And so Rasulullah and Sadduks decided to promise that we will support a stranger's Even much later in his life, after Islam and he became prophet, he said, if I am called today to act upon that treaty, Mm -hmm. I am committed. So, passage of time, change in your position, like you were an ordinary person, now you are Rasulullah. You were young, now you are middle aged. That was before Islam, and now it's a new era, the era of revelation, you know, Rasala, everything doesn't change the situation. Mm -hmm. You have to still be Mm -hmm. loyal. So, this is Al Wafa'u Bil Ahd. Sometimes we said we have Al Wafa'u Bil wad you promise here it's unilateral Ahd is a kind of giving and taking or a kind of commitment with some people but sometimes it's bad. i tell you i do this for you i tell my child i will buy this for you for example if you get good results from exam I'm going to buy for you this. Mm -hmm. So, this is not a treaty between me and him. Mm -hmm. This is me committing myself. Maybe many times, I was not obligated to make this promise. It can be many times, your own initiative. Yeah? You make this promise. But, after you make the promise, then it becomes necessary. Okay? But the necessity of Ahd is more than wa'd Yes? Because wa'd is somehow unilateral, but Ahd is part of a kind of agreement, a treaty. Mm-hmm. So, in my understanding, Wafa Bil Ahd is even more serious than Wafa Bil wa'd Although wafaat bil wa'ad is also necessary. As Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, <inaudible> When mu'min promises, it's like a debt on his shoulder. But still ahd is more. Sometimes, he said there is no ahd, necessarily, at least there is no formal treaty. There is no vag, but still there is wafa, a kind of loyalty. For example, loyalty that you should have with your parents. You didn't sign formally any kind of treaty, or you are not even required to promise something. Even if you have not promised, it doesn't make any difference. You have to be loyal to your parents, to your family, to your brothers and sisters, to your household. Yeah, Or loyalty to your country. Yeah, You should be loyal to your country. Maybe some people have become citizens by signing a contract, or you know, by making a vow of loyalty. But maybe you are born in that country, so you are not officially you know, part of any yes. treaty. But still, you have to be loyal to your country. You cannot betray your country. OK, this is Wafa, a, a land to, from which I have been born and raised. I have to be loyal yeah. to that land. OK? Or, a, place that I have benefited from, for example, I have studied in some school, I should feel I have some responsibility towards that school. In my primary, for example, education, I was in one school. In, For example, later I came to HOSE. I should feel I have some loyalty towards that place that I have benefited from. Okay? So here it becomes very close to gratefulness. So, Wafa is here a kind of gratefulness, a kind of appreciation that you show to something that you have benefited from. Yeah? If someone doesn't feel responsible towards the the school or house that he or she has studied, he doesn't have wafa. Wafa doesn't need to be with people. Wafa can be with respect to institutions, okay? Or wafa to our teacher, wafa to imam of our masjid. You know, if there is imam in our masjid, we have said our prayer behind him. We have learned from him. He has taught us many things. There should be wafa.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not that, you know, we don't have any mm-hmm. relation. Unfortunately, sometimes people, uh, for example, bring ulama, mm-hmm. they sign contract, you know, this is our resident alam, one year, two years, three years, <laughs> after that for the office. <laughs> no wafa. <laughs> yeah, I heard someone, you know, said that he used to be resident alim somewhere, and people for Eid, all other functions used to come and, you know, wait mm-hmm. in queue to shake hands. As soon as his contract finished, (laughs) no one was going to visit him. This is not wafa. This is not loyalty. Uh, We have to go beyond Mm. these formalities. Formalities are good to bring us to some kind of relation. But when those formalities stop, the relation should not stop. Okay? So they are good to connect us But then, we should not be disconnected after those contracts finish, okay? Or marriage. Marriage is a very important treaty, and loyalty should be there because it's a promise, it's a treaty. And even if God forbids, God forbids, if for some reason there is divorce, Mm I believe you have to be still showing some kind of loyalty to your ex-husband or ex-wife. It's mother of your children. Mm -hmm. You cannot say, I don't bother what happens to her. If you realize mother of your children, your ex-wife is in hospital, Mm -hmm. what should you do? Mm -hmm. You say, we don't have any contract now? Mm -hmm. I have no responsibility. Mm -hmm. You have to feel responsible. Mm -hmm. You have to be grateful to the good time that you had together. Mm -hmm. So, we want to extend loyalty of husband and wife even to the time after marriage being stopped. But some people want to stop loyalty even when marriage is going on. (laughs) (laughs) So, we are working against this type of forces. So, loyalty is very comprehensive. One of the things that I want to discuss today with you is the relation between and Is there any relation between these two or not? And if there is a relation, what is the relation? Maybe I can ask two only people to express their view because time is very limited. So the one brother, one sister. What do you think is the relation between wafa and sadaq? Truthfulness and loyalty. One brother, one sister. You want to say? It? Yes.
2: And the relation is to do with... Because uh, within the wafa, uh, is truthfulness. And uh, so the, the, the secret part is truth with truth. Wafa is sticking to that truth.
0: So, what, what is the truthfulness here? So, yeah. so, sit is be an of so, for example, in the last example I gave it, uh, ex-husband, ex-wife, mm-hmm. what is truthfulness here? Mm-hmm.
1: Do, um,
2: truthfulness is like you make, when you make your promise on a niqa, on, on you promise to death, you was a part. Yeah, and, um, but, but when you don't, you
0: didn't promise to do something after <coughs> divorce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm, but this is a, a high, that's that's why wafa is higher than loyalty. is higher than
1: truthfulness. Yes. Uh, Thank you. My point of view is that, that we should be truthful with our commitments. We should think that is this we want to do and stick with this until the end. Otherwise, there is not no point we make any commission.
0: So, what about ex-husband or ex-wife?
1: Uh, I, I, I have two experiences. <laughs> uh, for example, in my case, I respect my ex-husband is a father of my daughters. Could be a very bad husband, but is good father for my daughter. So.
0: No. So, so that. What is the relation what? between truthfulness and wafa here? In this case, uh,
1: yes. Yeah, is uh, like you should expect even if it's, uh, we don't give along, uh, we should expect opinions of each other. So but the
0: respect is different from truthfulness.
1: Yeah, if we say, I say too much truth for, for them, like we start to fight again. So in this case, I think respect. <laughs> 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 okay. So one
0: Not Sometimes to, them,
2: about to
0: lie about Yes. But what about feeling responsible? Feeling that you should help them still or do something for them if they are in need.
1: It would be for the sake of Allah. Yes. Even if we have differences, you do the right thing.
0: Yeah, so but what is the relation between this and truthfulness?
1: Help people with the heart
2: with the heart, with heart helps. feelings. Yes. Yeah. One, yes, just. Yeah, yeah I think uh, the relationship uh, could be like, uh, uh, as you said, the relationship has been, for example, upside, I mean up and down, for example. Uh, but you cannot just remember the bad uh, parts of the relationship and forget the good parts of the relationship. If you forget it, then you are not, you are not practicing. Uh, 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 maybe it's justice, actually. Uh, if I am saying, so uh, you shouldn't. You shouldn't uh, forget the good parts uh, of that relationship, and just. So, exactly. so if
0: you forget, yes, yeah. you are truthful or not? No, you are not truthful. Why you are not truthful? Uh, because, uh, because
2: you have forget something which which ha- which has existed, mm-hmm. and it was good. Okay, it didn't maybe work in the end. There were some mm-hmm. other things, but there were some even, uh, uh, let's say, a twenty percent good things. You you should have that in mind still.
0: Thank you very much. So we can continue this discussion, inshallah. Uh, mm-hmm even next week but uh, because time is short mm-hmm. so basically wafa or loyalty has close relation with truthfulness but in some cases it's more obvious for example if you have signed a contract mm-hmm. if you have become part of a treaty so have given your word in writing or orally Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and you have to keep your word Mm.
1: So,
0: so if you sign it and your intention is not to keep loyal to this you are lying yeah if I sign you know a contract and my intention is I don't keep this you have to keep it. And the difference here between other cases is that not only your intention for keeping it must be there when you sign it, afterwards also you have to keep it. You know, you cannot say, when I signed it, I really meant it, but now I changed my mind. Because some people say it like this, I was honestly signing this but now i change my mind here truthfulness requires to remain loyal why because you said when you sign something is that this is a permanent commitment so when you permanently or for a period of time 10 years whatever you sign something then it's not enough to intend to act upon it just at the time of Mm -hmm. Signing it. Mm -hmm. So, even if later you change your mind, you are not truthful. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because you made a commitment for either all your life or for 10 years, 20 years. So, during that period, you have to remain loyal. It's not just enough to say, I had the intention on the day that I signed it okay Mm -hmm. so when a moment commits himself no matter how new or fresh is this commitment he has to observe it otherwise he's not truthful okay also here in addition to general truthfulness we have have on us. We have a right of people over us. You know, if I tell you I saw a camel on the street when I was coming here, I saw a camel on the street. Mm. So this is a lie. Mm. But I'm not harming anyone.
1: Mm.
0: There is no ha- on us here. Mm. Yes? Mm. But Asil still is a lie. But when I am not keeping loyal to the covenant that I have made, or promise that I have made, it is a lie, plus I am disregarding the right of that party over myself. It's worse than telling a lie. Is it clear? You, for example, say, I built this house for you with good materials. When you build the house for me, I see materials are not good. Mm-hmm. And you say, you know what happened? Everything became expensive. When I signed the contract with you, they were not that expensive. Mm-hmm. Then I realized I cannot keep the price as I promised, so I had to use cheaper materials. So you are you know, affecting me, you are harming me. You are not observing my rights. So, there is truthfulness plus disregarding right of people.
1: Mm.
0: Of course, if you look at it carefully, again, this goes back to truthfulness. Because there is haqqa here which is disregarded. It's not just haqqa of the word; it's also haqqa of people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When there is not promise or treaty, and it is loyalty of a person towards someone or institution that he has benefited from or has worked for them or has been, for example, you know, in relation with them. Here it's not clearly a sign of truthfulness or being lying. But, again, it's a matter of observing the right that people have over you. If someone has benefited from a school, or from a hose or from a teacher, or from an imam, or from a country, or from an organization, from a moral point of view, you are in debt to them. Maybe not legally. You have studied in that school and you have paid the fees, for example, or it was free. So, legally, you don't have anything to observe. They don't have any right over you, but morally, morally you have great right to observe. They have right and you have to observe. If you don't observe this right, so there is a truth that you have denied. as you were trying to mention. There is a truth, there is a hak here which you have denied. Because if you remember when we were talking about hak, we said hak is something that exists or something that should exist. And we said sometimes hak is not to say what is true necessarily, Hab is to say what should be said. You remember example of someone, a mother whose son has or daughter has just been killed in an accident. Yes? I said, although truth is to say that your son was killed, your daughter was killed, but this is not qawlu al Here you have to be careful about how to share this news with her. Don't just say, I told the truth, yes? So, it's much more complicated than telling the truth. So, here, there is something that should be observed. There is a kind of moral responsibility that we should observe, and this is haqq. And if you don't observe it, you are not truthful. Why we don't observe this? Normally, it is because we are selfish. Mm. Or we want to be free. You know, we try to avoid anything that brings responsibility to us as much as possible. (inaudible) If we are not trained spiritually, if we have not worked on our nafs, We try to disregard anything that brings restrictions as much as possible, because we want to do whatever we want, as we wish. So, I don't want to observe these rights that people have over me. I don't want to observe these loyalties, because I want to do whatever Mm -hmm. I like anytime, Mm -hmm. yes? We try to avoid Mm -hmm. making commitments. Mm -hmm. So, there is a relation between truthfulness and wafah. But not just telling the truth is more than just telling the truth. Is observation of happen. What either is the case or what should be the case. Whether it is reality or whether it is what should be the reality. Because both can be haqq, in some cases the reality is haqq, in some cases the reality has to change to what is haqq. Okay? So, this is the relation between wafa and truthfulness. What I would like to do is to read a hadith for you and inshallah you think about wafa and we continue this discussion inshallah. Next week. This hadith is about some of the very important virtues in Islam. You remember we said this is one of the very fundamental values. According to what Allah Majlisi, Rahmatullah alayhi has mentioned in Biharul Anwar, Rasulullah sallallahu wa sallam, said. أَقْرَبُكُمْ غَدًا مِنِّي فِي الْمَوْقِفِ أَقْرَبُكُمْ غَدًا مِنِّي فِي الْمَوْقِفِ The nearest of you to me tomorrow means on the day of resurrection فِي الْمَوْقِفِ when we all stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So, the nearest of you to me on the Day of Resurrection are these people. You know, on the Day of Judgment, to be able to be in the circle of Rasulullah, in the camp of Rasulullah is very important. (inaudible) So, it's not that every Muslim will be with Rasulullah. Yeah? You have to be really a follower of Rasulullah in his conduct, in his character. But then those who are in the circle of Rasulullah, some are close to the center, some are far away. So Rasulullah says, the nearest of you to me are these people. (inaudible) Asdaqukum lal hadith. Those who are the most truthful in their speech, most honest, most truthful in their speech. If someone is a liar, Mm -hmm. forget. Mm -hmm. Even those who are truthful, those who are most truthful Mm -hmm. are near Rasulullah. So if someone every six months tells one lie, Mm -hmm. Uh, still, he cannot be close to Rasulullah. Every six months. What about someone who every minute tells a lie? lil aman. Those who are most trustworthy, most careful about delivery of the trust. Adda. Is It means they do ada al amana more than others. They deliver the trust more
1: than
0: anyone else. Mm-hmm. And you know, delivery of trust I before is not just someone gi- gives you money or gold and you give back. Delivery of trust amana is very comprehensive. Part of amana is that when there is a position we should all try to help the most qualified one to occupy that position. If I see that there is a person who's qualified for that position, but then I put myself in that position, I have put my cousin or friend or a person from my village or tribe in that position, this is not amana, this is khiyana, this is to betray. It has lots of, you know, implications Ada ul Third, bil Ahd. Those who are most loyal to their covenants, to their treaties. Ah, this is Wafa. You have to be most loyal. Those who are the best in their akhlaq, very good uh, in their temper. You know, they are people who are very soft, very gentle, very nice, very kind. You know, hosnul khulq. We had discussion about Pusunul Wholi. akrabukum menanas. Very beautiful. nas <coughs> The nearest of you to people. What does it mean? Mm-hmm. Nearest to people. It means that. They are very humble. They easily mix with people. They don't feel they are superior to people. They don't isolate themselves from people. Because those who have takabur, arrogance, you know, they try to keep separate from people. They think mixing with people is undermining their prestige. Why I should sit with people? Why I should, you know, eat with people? Of course, sometimes there are people who may spiritually damage you or harm you. That's another case. But with good people. Like poor people. <coughs> there are people who are poor. There are people who have no position. There are people, orphans, for example, poor people, needy people, refugees, strangers, I don't know, learners. So, because you are rich or you have high position or you have ill, you should not feel I am not sitting with them. I only sit with people who are either in my level or better than me. No. You have to be very close to people like Rasulullah himself. Rasulullah was not saying, I don't mix with people. And it is interesting that how being near to people makes you able to be near to Rasulullah. Mm-hmm. Yes? Because it started, "agrabukum the nearest to me, then ends with aghrabukum nas This is why I always say in Islamic spirituality, your relation with Allah depends also on your relation with people. You cannot say, I have only relation with Allah and I don't want to bother about people. If you want to get closer to Allah, you have to be with people, you have to love people, you have to serve people, you have to be humble. Is a sign of getting closer to Allah. How can you feel Mm -hmm. that you are moving towards Allah? Mm -hmm. It's very difficult Mm -hmm. because many people think that they are getting closer to Allah, but indeed they are not getting closer to Allah. Mm -hmm. They are just becoming more proud of themselves. Mm -hmm. A sign, one of the signs of a person who is moving towards Allah is that he becomes more humble Therefore, he can more easily relate to people. He would start loving people. Okay? If you feel that you are becoming a special,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I am becoming a special. I am becoming outstanding. This means that you are getting closer to shaitan, <laughs> not to Allah. Yeah. Yeah. If someone says, you know, alhamdulillah, I have become arif you are not aref, you are (laughs) jahir. If you say that I am the least of people,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. I am just like dust. Mm -hmm. Maybe, inshallah, you are aref. Maybe, I'm not saying everyone who says this, because even people may say this mistakenly. But there is a chance. If someone says I am dust, Mm -hmm. And fills his dust, there is a chance that he must be great, maybe. But if someone says, I am great, no chance. There is no possibility. Mm -hmm. So, this is what Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam expects from us. Truthfulness, trustworthiness, loyalty, good-naturedness and humbleness, closeness to people. And I was telling some people, you know, when I was reading this hadith, that imagine if Muslims Mm -hmm. were known to have these qualities. If we had these qualities and people knew this from us, do you think there could be anyone in the world who would fight Islam or Muslims. Mm -hmm. No. Why? Because either they are good people Mm -hmm. or bad people. Non-Muslims. Some of them are good, some of them are bad. Mm -hmm. Those who are good people, they love these qualities. Mm -hmm. And if they see these qualities in anyone, they love him. So they are not going to destroy you or fight you or harm you. Bad people, they don't like these things, but then those good people who are non-Muslims would they stop them. You know, if in our, for example, area, in our neighborhood, if we have someone who is very, very good, no one bothers him because other people will defend him. Unfortunately, today, sometimes I feel We don't receive enough sympathy from non-Muslims. There are people who show sympathy, but not enough. Part of it is because of us. Part of it is propaganda, but part of it also because of us. Mm. Because they should see something that attracts them, then they should show sympathy. Mm -hmm. If they see people that Rasulullah is describing, definitely they will show sympathy. Maybe they are ready to die for you. But if they see there is a Muslim neighbor who annoys people and lies and, you know, doesn't pay tax, you know, I don't know, doesn't observe regulations, then they would say, why I should have sympathy? So, relation of people also to some extent depends on us. I'm not saying 100%, because there are people who really don't want to see any good. But... Majority of people are not like that. Majority of people appreciate good qualities, appreciate people who have good character. So wafa, as you see in this hadith, comes at the top of the list of the virtues like Adaul Amana, Siddul Hadith and Postman Inshallah, InshaAllah think about this, especially about the relation between wafa and truthfulness. And I hope next week we will be able to finish the discussion
1: about Alamin.